0: or by contacting me directly, Damon, at ExityourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right. Welcome, everyone, once again, to the Faces of Business with Damon Pistolka. And with me today, I've got the very own, our very own, Andrew Thaw. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like I like the new intro. That's great.
0: Yeah, you like the little little music. I've said here bebop, but if we do that because I do the same. It's a different one, but it's similar kind of music. That's for that. The other, I'm, I can hear it in my headphones, but no one else can hear it when we're on remote. It's I like it.
1: Fun. Shout out to Ira Bowman. Yeah, uh, setting us up with that. That's. Uh, well, almost yeah, makes us look good. like we know what we're doing.
0: Yeah, some of you think. Well, I'd i like today that we got the we got the official color of exit your way on today. We both had to put the blue on, but um, and that was by accident. <laughs> but uh, so this is you know we're gonna be talking today about knowing your business buyer. It's something we've you know we brought up in different ways before and talked about before, but I think it's it's worth repeating because you know, as, as we continue to help people through the transaction and the, the process of repairing their business and through the transaction, it's, it's more and more apparent that the better we understand who is going to be buying a business, the better we can uh, have the business ready, the better they can possibly get more money. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the other things that you think really, really um, off the top of your head are yeah. advantages? Uh, well, I mean, it was sort of. We had our uh, our meeting, our roundtable
1: this morning, and we're talking about listening to your customer. Yeah, session uh, about that, and you know, I think um, I think for the most parts, uh, uh, most business owners, if you've got a successful business, you're going to get approached about selling your business, and buyers can be you know, tend to be kind of a nuisance. I think it's more than you know. That's kind of the mindset about it. Uh, well, I'm not thinking about selling. I don't want to be bothered with that. Um, and I don't want to think about it, and 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 that's somewhat valid, anyways, too, because I mean, there's a there are a lot of buyers out there who aren't actually ever even capable of getting a business bought, or you know, are kind of kicking tires or wasting your time. And business owners are busy, you know. But you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, the, the the buyer becomes important to them when they do decide to sell, and it's just a matter of time. So, uh, yeah, I think it's worth taking the time to listen to your customer. Like we were talking about today, finding out what it is that motivates them to buy and, and, you know, and, and really taking, you know, a, a really good close look at yourself and try um, and try and get from that perspective. Um, yeah. And, and and I think it's a good exercise to do because it, uh, you know, it'll make you a better business. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. You know, um, I mean, there's the buyers are looking for value, you know. So, and, and there's various, there's you know, there's many uh, iterations of what that is and um, what yeah. value is to them. And, and, yeah. So it's you uh, said
0: you said something. That you started out that was really interesting because I had talked to a couple of business owners this week and and across the United States actually mm-hmm. uh, about their their businesses, and one of the first things that both of them said is, "I get." emails and calls almost every week of somebody wanting to buy my business mm-hmm. and i think it's a rite of passage for business owners almost once you get above i don't even know what the number is a couple million and a few million in revenue you get on the radar of these places and you get on the email that the own they figure out the owner's emails and then they just blast them over mm-hmm. and over with emails and calls mm-hmm
1: Yeah. Buyers are, you know, they have to be, they have to be aggressive. It's not a, it's, it's not easy to find a good business to buy. Um, In fact, it's really difficult. Um, And, you know, they have to work very hard at it, you know, and and get
0: themselves ready to buy at least the good buyers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. the one thing, the, the one part of the conversation that, that I had with both of them this week was, you can you can get can get contacted by just about every buyer under the sun that knows your email address but just because they contact you doesn't really mean that they're interested in your business you just fit a profile that could be and you got to go a long ways before that is even anything close to an offer or even uh, really getting to a meeting yeah it, most of the time they're fishing they're efficient. Yeah.
1: You know that too, because I got you know. I, I mean, I talked to a business owner whose business was doing terrible. You know, and he says, you know, they're calling me, and he goes, they're, you know, I, I want to buy your business, and well, okay, you don't even know what my business is. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How could yeah. you say that? You know, for the most part.
0: That's a great point because they have no idea of the profitability of these businesses or the, the position they're in or or what's happened in the business recently. They're just, it, it, again, it just fits some sort of metric they've decided and, and that's why they're reaching out to them. But I, that's why I'm glad you brought that up because it's something that you should expect as a business owner. As your business gets larger, you're just going to get contacted by more and more people that say they want to buy your business.
1: Yeah, you know, um, and again, it's just like thinking it about is that's a customer, the buyer, it will be your customer. eventually. Yes. Well, when you're in business, you're you're always thinking about your customer. So whatever, whatever product or service you sell, you know, hey, you, you want to know your demographic, you want to know your targets. You want to know why they buy, what motivates them. You're you're on that all the time. Do the same thing when it comes around to thinking about selling your business. So that'll help you, um, with all the time wasters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, really understand what, who are the buyers? What's, what's the, what's the buyer I'm going to have? What's his avatar? What's he going to look like? Or she,
0: Um, that's a good point. I'm glad, I'm glad you transitioned into that because, um, one of the things that I thought would be helpful for people today is, um, first of all, why do we talk about this so often? I mean, we talk about buying and preparing companies. What what is the main reason that we do that? I just want everyone to to understand that.
1: Yeah. Well, education is good, and it's difficult to get information about buying a privately held business uh, because there is it's very you know these are the privately held businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, publicly traded company, sure, you can find all the information you want when Sprint buys or, you know, T-Mobile by Sprint, you know, yeah. and, it's, and, and everybody's set up as all the investors are the owners of the company are set up to be protected by regulations. You don't have any of that uh, for small privately held businesses. And, um, you know, I like to share this information because I just, you know, um, I want to see people get out of their businesses successfully and get what they want out of it at the end of the day. And they can't do that if they don't really know what's going on or how it's yeah. And understanding buyers and what they're looking at, too, is I just see it's it's kind of sad in a way because there's a lot of misinformation as well. that buyers like latch on to, too. So and a lot of it is meeting the expectations of, of the person selling the company. And, you know, they want, you know, wait, I mean, just happened to us this week. We had
0: a, a business owner, you know, we talked to him. What did
1: he say? He, you know, he thought his company was worth. Well, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, there was someone that we had talked to that they, they had uh, thought their business was worth $7 million and, and the cash flow was about 400000 And Yeah, uh, I, I just you know, um, exactly.
1: I mean, uh, you know, that kind of thing's happened because they heard from somebody else that so-and-so sold their business for that kind of multiple. And, you know, so that's what you know, they immediately thought that's – they grabbed it. I mean, that's, that's just wishful thinking. But, I mean, how long – at the end of the day, too, it's like think about that from the buyer's perspective to pay seven million when you're cash flowing a million. How long is it going to take you <laughs> to pay yeah. that back? You know, and, yeah. and you know, account for interest and everything else you've got. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't doesn't make any sense. It's not, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, that's just the financial aspect of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just the financial aspect. And and the other thing too is we talk about this a lot because there's only about 80% of the businesses ever or, or 20% of the businesses that ever get sold. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a, it's a sad fact when people get to the end of working that damn hard and, and they can't sell their business because, you, you know, value expectations is one that we just covered. That's, that's really good, but man, it's, it's a shame when they get to that end and they, they can't turn it into the cash that can help them do whatever else they want yeah. to do after that.
1: It, it, it is a shame Um, because if they understood value, um, and a market, there's a market just like any other market, if they understood that better, um, you know, they, they could sell their business, you know, the ones that fail typically because they, they've wanted too much for too long and the opportunity passes. Yeah. End up having either to liquidate or shut down or, or just stop or something happens. You know, that's, um, you know, um, and we've seen that, you know, time and time again, it's just, um. It's not personal. <laughs> no, not no. Rated on you know what what amount of money you get for your business. It's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and uh, if you want to do better than that, then okay, come and call us at exit your yeah. way because that's and, what we do.
0: Well, and and <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, and you got to perform. Well, better. Yeah, we obviously obviously help people do that and 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 you know it comes down to dollars and cents and being attracted to a buyer. It's mm-hmm. it's no different than if I have if I'm looking at a car on the lot and if I want if I buy an old car that looks like heck but it's dependable and everything else, it might be a really dependable car, but if I see a brand new whatever that's that's in the in the lot and it looks really nice and shiny and fast and everything else, I can sell it for more money. Yeah. And and it's uh, a, a lot of the same things happen there. Um, we got well, Rodney with also, us today. It also it has to take a,
1: a, a certain, um, you know. I don't want to say this is all financial, you know. Because no, it's not. It's it's just a marker, and understanding your your buyers too um, is really important because you just have to. There has to be a, a certain step off. The financial part portion has to be met. Has to make sense right. And there is wiggle room in there to get a premium. Um, if you do certain things uh, toward your, towards your business. Um, and, and that's, you know, that you can do, but yes. at the end of the day, they're not going to pay you, you know, uh, for something that's just irrational.
0: Yeah. Well, in, in the, the, and we'll talk about this in a moment, but that's, that's really good because, when we talk about there's different kinds of buyers, you know, there's, there's, I've, I've created a painting company and I've got my truck and I go out and paint and I might have a helper and I make good money doing that. Right. Now that's a, the buyer of that kind of business is much different than the buyer of a, you know, a plumbing company that's got 30 people and five trucks mm-hmm. or a manufacturing company with a hundred people in it and, 25 million in revenue. So mm-hmm. when we look at that, when you look at the individual buyer uh, like it would be on the first example, I'm, I'm a painter in the truck. What is that buyer looking for in general?
1: Yeah. I mean, we can classify buyers um, in a certain categories and boxes uh, which helps, you know, helps us identify It helps us zero into what's the best fit for, for my business,
0: you mm-hmm. know,
1: for your business. But, you know, I think what you're talking about too, at the, you know, the owner operator type level, Yes. Of it, you know, yes. which is, there's a big market for that. And those businesses turn over, you know, um, you know, there's quite a lot of them. They sell all the time. Um, yes. you know, they don't command the kind of, uh, um, price that um, a larger business with 30 to 50 no. would, would capture. But, you know, um, you know, there are people out there. We still sometimes say they're buying a job. Um, you know, but, uh, and it, you know, they can come in and and have a place to start. It, and it makes sense. So that's that's the individual buyer kind of yeah. understanding who that. It's one person buying one business. Maybe that's the only deal they'll ever do in their life, um, as far as that goes. Yeah, selling it themselves when their time comes. Um, you know, but there are quite a few people around that um, looking for that kind of work, especially uh, especially when we go into you know uh, bumps in the economy, people kind of getting displaced. Um, uh, which is happening right now, uh, because of yep. COVID, um, people with good management skills have worked for solid companies. Um, I've yep. learned quite a bit about, you know, fancying themselves and okay, I can operate a business and have a little money because maybe, a you know, uh, a retirement fund or that they yep. can access or, or, a uh, um, exit, you know, they get a little golden parachute when they left their companies or they've just saved away. Uh, yep. A lot of good real good buyers like that that, would, that could take over those kind of companies again may, if it makes financial sense that's just one milestone to, to reach but then you get into the other factor as lifestyle right mm-hmm. and that's really a big factor on the individual kind of deal uh, buyer deals or owner operator businesses because you know that's what those people are thinking too it's I, I don't have to go to this job and and then my bosses this soul sucking career that I've been in for 20 years, I've got yeah. enough money and have a dream, you know, so you yeah. gotta, you gotta sell that dream. And um, that dream is the dream that you had when you were in the business and why you started in the first place. And, um, you know, some of them I saw, you know, I've had a business bought by a, a pretty high level Bank of America, um, executive banker, and who, but whose hobby was woodwork, anyway, yeah. not a furniture company. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Passion, you know, and so there's those kind of things, you know, so yeah. that, yeah, uh, you know, and, and if you understand your buyer too, the way you position your business, then you can, you can, um, you can really go out and kind of tell that story and get the passion going. And, and yeah you make know, it your
0: business. That's a good point and that carries through and you know, you talked we were talking about the individual buyer and I think we'll, we'll talk about the, you know, the different levels as you get a little bigger too, but it is really when when you are selling a business it's not about you know, the equipment you got or the even the financials are are really not. It's about the opportunity for the, the new person to step in and what's in it for them why Mm -hmm. would they want to step in this in this seat or step into this position why would they want to be here what is exciting about it for them because everything to them and i think sometimes sellers uh get get stuck on this about this has been a great business it's been cash for me you know good solid money for the past 20 years which that's wonderful but to a buyer coming in they want to know what's in it for them. Mm. And that's not always the same. It
1: isn't always That's for sure. Um, you have to be brutally, you know, uh, if you're selling your business to you, you have to really uh, brutally honest with yourself about where your business is at, you know, and what you're selling. You're going to, you know, if you're talking about today and a buyer comes in, you're selling what, where you're at now, not where you're going to be or could be. Uh, mm-hmm. and not necessarily to where you've been or come from. Um, it's yeah. you know, the most of the focus is on where it is now. That's what they'll pay for. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so, you know, that's, that's another factor as well. And that's, that's a sad reality is that, uh, people make the decision to sell their business typically because something bad has happened or it's not going well. Yeah. And, um, and it should have, you know, I say I should have, <laughs> yeah four years ago and, you know, and then COVID happened and, you know, and this and that, and there's all kinds of things. Um, Yeah. You know, it's don't waste time with it. Just, you know, go back and fix the problem and plan on selling your business. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, and like I said, I think if you're listening to your buyer and you're actually, you're getting actually free consulting from them. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, you are. And and as you position your business like that, everything down to when you move into a little bit bigger business, like if, if you're going to sell to what they call a search fund, where basically it's a CEO that's got uh, or high level executive that's got a fund behind him, funding him to find or them, not mm-hmm. him, he or she to find to find a business and then the investors will back them in buying that business. You know that's a little bit different than the individual owner-operator because they can typically buy a little bit bigger business because there's more funding behind them, and it's going to be a little bit more structured in the way that they look at the business and the way that they um, look at going forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um,
1: yeah. It it, so that you know, get talking about what are what are types of buyers. You know, we have we talk about the individual. Uh, one person buyer and they tend to not not that they couldn't, you know, pull together some capital or funds and buy a big business that happens. Not that generally individual buyers are, are looking at owner operated businesses under mm-hmm. a million, under a million and a half in revenue a year or two million. Yeah. Um, and then over that, then the next round, you know, category is the investor buyers. Um, uh, like you're referring to the, uh, the, the buyer um, private equity groups. Uh, they're, they're actually you know, uh, funds that are raised by investors specifically to go and buy businesses. And they have a, usually a strategy and a, and a um, uh, an industry that they're targeting uh, mm-hmm. to, to uh, search funds are kind of an offshoot of private equity in that. But the difference being that, um, you know, they're not looking just to invest by a company as an investment. They're, they're putting one uh, operator or business or who they're backing financially to go and buy uh, mm-hmm. a business, and those are usually um, the search funds um, guys are usually uh, uh, have significant professional experience in the industry and and, and, uh, and a lot of them are coming out of the MBA schools like Stanford and Yale and yeah uh, you know um, and they're basically they their backers are putting the, their talent to work on the business so Um, And they look at it, they get a different perspective about what they're looking for necessarily than the other investor buyers. And then the other category outside of the investor buyers are the strategic buyers. Um, Yeah, which probably are the best buyers uh, for anybody. And if you want to position yourself, I mean, as a a company that if you, you know, if you want to get out and and get the most money possible, you want to position yourself to be attractive to a strategic buyer. Uh, And because they'll pay the most. Typically,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, out of a business, and a strategic buyer is, you know, uh, at a, it can be your competitor, right? Yeah. Story, it happens a lot. I mean, they, you know, you, you know who they are. You you've been in the industry for ten or fifteen years, and you know you're just getting to that age. You know, your your competitors are going to call you up and say, "Hey, what do you guys mm-hmm. think? Do you want to?" <laughs> cool will step up in buyers. They can also, you know, uh, they can also pay more. I don't, you know, don't fall in love with strategic buyers because some of them are the cheapest. <laughs> they will just yeah. give you the low ball offer, uh, but you sort of, you know, but this is why it's important to really understand what they're looking for. Uh, because if you can build a company that has some sort of synergistic or strategic, yeah. um, you know, value to the buyer, then they're not so much looking at a multiple and how to pay back that thing, uh, you know, Based on the revenue you've been receiving, a strategic buyer, you know, a really good example is we had a process serving company that was uh, for sale that pretty much had locked up a market, you know, uh, in one state. Um, and I won't say where that was, but the, the company that bought them, you know, was um, developing into that space. And it was a five year plan for that company, a bigger company, to actually take, you know, get in, you know, uh, build into that territory. And uh, so it, it made a whole lot of sense for them to just buy this company, and then overnight, they they were they already had an expanded territory, which saved them. Yeah, so, you know, so they're not necessarily looking at a multiple of your cash flow on the purchase price. They're they're just saying, well, that that number works. It's cheaper than us having to take five years to actually build out this territory, yeah, you know, people and buildings and everything they had to do.
0: Yes, and it's it's funny you said that because I, I actually had a conversation with a, a business owner this week about acquisitions about the fact that they were having um, in the Midwest they were having trouble hiring skilled people in manufacturing and they were they were actually out looking for acquisitions just to just to get talent yeah uh, as as a way to as a way to grow and because they were. It literally said that if I don't go to the high schools or the junior colleges and recruit people directly at those places, I can't mm-hmm. hire anybody. And that's that has been my last hires. And, and this is somebody who's got 10 positions open. Yeah. And they said, you know, I, I, I'm also looking for acquisitions just because if I can pick up five employees in an acquisition.
1: Yeah. Yeah, would, a, a good example, we just worked with an electrical company it was relatively small, uh, six, yeah. six to ten, um, you know, licensed electricians um, bought by a much bigger company um, just because they, and they just tucked them in to become their in-house electrical department, which they Yeah, didn't. that's a good point. You know, uh, point. you're exactly right. That's, you know, those are, that's strategic buyers, strategic getting, you know, the key word there, which can circumvent value. On yeah. uh, the additional value side of things, because hey, if you have a need, you just, you know, and a big company like that, you had massive construction projects on hold because they couldn't get caught, you know, electricians yeah. to do the work. Um, you know, it just, they didn't, they didn't care what, you know. Yeah. It's easier just to
0: buy it and get done. So they can yeah. move moving with what they want to get done because
1: yeah. it's cost them too much money. They're losing so much money on the other side of the fence. They yeah. just, so
0: what do you want for it? And we were
1: like, yep. Okay. That's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. that's a good point so one of the and things listening right again, so-
1: listen, again the, the you know to get back around on that though is know your buyer right yeah. you, know, you can build a business that, that, that you know if you know um, and, and, and private equity groups do this too if their yes, their yeah. mission is to take companies buy the small ones build them all together it would and their their ultimate end goal um, is strategy is to sell out to a strategic uh, yes you know and and those are the big big companies like uh, yeah. uh, you know like uh, uh, Lockheed Martin or somebody might come in and buy uh, the, the private equity group of, group of companies after they've but you know they could, because there's an intermediate there's a step up between individual kind of mom and pop run business to a professionally managed organization and and that's really the key again, as far as the financial part of it is, have that sort of strategic itch that that will get someone to buy your company. And if you think about it ahead, you can position yourself to do that. I think a lot of people, it happens by accident. You know, I built my company and something came in, you know, but it doesn't have to be if you, if you're smart about it and you just, again, talk to the buyers, listen.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) and and it's, it's like we, we, we've mentioned this many times is, is, you know, a search fund buyer that, that is a private, uh, investment fund with a CEO that they're intending to place in the business, your business that you're going to sell, if you know you're in that size range and that's where you're going to sell your business to a search fund kind of buyer, your management team has to look different or should look different than if my business is much bigger and, I, and I've got, you know, 10 million in EBITDA and I've, and I've got, you know, multiple facilities and blah, blah, blah. You better have a management team in there in outside of the owners that can develop and execute a five year strategy and and plan to grow mm-hmm. they, they you have to have that because uh, uh someone that's going to come and buy something for 30 to 50 million dollars you know that is a requirement to get through the door is you they are not going to bring the expertise to grow that business long term they are not going to have the you know they can have some contacts and stuff but that team, those teams are very different as you move up the up the length of the ladder. Mm-hmm. As you go, you know when you talk about an individual buyer, they may have industry experience or local knowledge in an industry that they can bring to that position, that company, and they're fine there. And as you get up into the next one, you're, you're you better have a management team that can take care of most of the business operations with an executive that that can come in, mm-hmm. and then you get into the big ones. And it better have the, the full meal deal yeah, and be able to lay it out. Absolutely. I mean, again, you know, we back to the strategics
1: we're looking to buy because they needed skilled, yeah. know, skilled electricians or, or whatever. Same thing with the management team. That is an asset of the business you are selling. You may be your employees. You may not think about it that way, but that um, it's hugely important to the higher level buyers to come in and they want to know again, um, you know, and it's, it, your value is affected. Like we ask, you know, buyers right off the beginning, oh, this is cool, i see what you're doing, you know, and uh, your services. What's your process like, it, you know, everything you're telling me about how, what you do and how great your business is and everything, is it written down? Does it, you know, do you, do you have management, you know, leadership, who, who, who are the key employees that are, that are making this thing run? You know, what, how many years of, you know, experience they have, it, 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 you know, uh, no, you know, if it's not written down, you don't have solid, you know, uh, recognizable business practices and processes where the business can run by itself, you're losing money. Uh, Yeah. You're probably losing a deal. The buyers are just, you know, one of the biggest frustrations they have is with the people. But if you have a culture and a team in there in place that runs that business, is accountable for it, is motivated, um, uh, you know, yeah, he, he can
0: really, yeah, you make a great point it, because across the board, if you have a business that you can set goals and achieve those goals or get pretty darn close most of the time, you've got, you're way ahead of the game in, in most things. Because if, if I've got a million-dollar business and I grow at 25% and I can lay that out that I'm going to do that and I do it like I say I'm going to do it, that business is much more valuable than someone that grows 25% but they got no idea how they did it or what they, you know, what it caused to do it because it's not repeatable necessarily for the person that comes in as easily as a business that has says, you know, we lay out our goals. This is how we measure how we're doing. And this is how we make sure we're, we're, uh, you know, beat number or, or trying to get there.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and how the people again, how to, how I hired them, you know, how I trained them, how, you know, all those processes too. uh, You know, those are the kind of things that they're looking for uh, that are extremely important to buyers. Again, buyers, which is thought that's what we should have done today instead of
0: bringing me in. Is we should bring some buyers on and chat with them. Yeah, there's some coming on in April. We've got a couple buyers, couple professional buyers coming in, which I think is going to be very interesting to hear their perspective because I want to ask them. I want to ask you know, and I want you know, one's a search fund buyer. We're going to get an individual buyer. We're going to get actually, we're going to have a bunch of them. Yeah, and, it's
1: really good. So to listen to them talk about the deals that went. You know what they've learned. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, it's gonna be it's gonna be great because this company. What didn't work? What did work? That's yeah. really, that's really the goal. and then you'll find out where they're coming from. Yeah. And again, what they're looking for. So.
0: Yeah, because I think it's gonna it's it's really important, and when we bring them in, we can talk about that more. And one of the things that I I wanted to discuss briefly is is put yourself in the buyer's shoes when you when you look at the business because um a first of all i heard this i I was reading a book i don't know a couple months ago about the road less stupid by keith i think it's keith cunningham that wrote it but he talks about a bit about there's a whole section in that book about uh, several chapters about building a business that you can actually sell someday and the Mm -hmm. whole book's not about it it's about running a good business Mm -hmm. but i I thought it was really interesting because one of the things he said he said, if if you're working so hard in your business that you don't have a life, you're burnt out and, and it's just killing you. Why the hell would somebody else want it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I mean, that's just as simple as can be is like, if yeah. you if you don't have your business running well enough that it's not burning you out mm-hmm. and it's not at least giving you a reasonable return for your effort. Mm-hmm. Then you really are not in a position to even start thinking about it. But I thought that you know, from a buyer's perspective, that is probably one of the most simple ways to measure where how are going. How's it going? You're brutally
1: honest. You got to be yeah. brutally honest with yourself, um, and it's difficult to do, um, yeah. especially for a business owner because they're self-made for the most part, and you know, um, you know, they, 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 they're only accountable to themselves. They don't have to. Yeah. Pay. You know, and it's, it's, it's tough to look in the mirror and say, what, a, what, a, what are they seeing? Um, yes. But, but it's critical. It can help you. You know, if you're really good at that, people who are good and, you know, I can really assess themselves honestly like that um, are do what's difficult. They do the difficult stuff first. Yes, they you know?
0: definitely do. They and this,
1: you know, that's, it's common sense, but that's absolutely right. It's um, you're, you're right. If, if you're burned out, you know, you got to figure out why, because you're right. It's, it, the buyers, the first thing they're going to ask, and we when we sell a business and present it, right on the front page, we have you know the basic highlights of this this opportunity for a buyer to read. And one of the things that we ask, you know, put right in there is the reason for selling. Yeah. And um, so I ask yourself, you know, why are you selling? And that's really important to the buyer because it tells them a lot. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. And burnout's one
0: of them. Yeah. Right. So. Um, it's not a good reason to sell. No, no, because it, it would, they would be putting their self in the position to be just being burned out potentially mm-hmm. in, in the future. And I think that's a huge deterrent to, to someone wanting to go into a business, even though they can make really good money. Mm-hmm. It could be a really lucrative event or mm-hmm. opportunity, but they would still turn it down. Yeah. So the other thing I was thinking about putting yourself in the buyer's shoes is, let's talk a little bit about the financing of the purchase of the business. Mm -hmm. So now I'm a seller. I've been in this business a long time. I've had years to pay down debt. I, you know, I've got my equipment's probably paid off. Now the new buyer comes in, explain, explain how the new buyer is probably going to finance the purchase of that business.
1: Sure. And yeah, most, most likely with other people's money. Yeah, you know, um, they're going to come in with a little cash and they're going to try and leverage. So that, you know, they can buy a bigger business, um, and that, that makes sense. If you you have a hundred thousand in cash, um, you can buy a, a business for a hundred thousand dollars, or you could buy a million dollar business and use the hundred thousand as your down payment with the bank. Um, and at the end of the day, you're going to have a lot more value out of that larger uh, business um, and, and a lot less risk. Uh, yes, the um, but buyers are, um, you know, yeah, the buyer sellers don't think about that. You know, it's because they've already paid down the equity. They have equity in the businesses, taking years for them to get there. And um, they have to understand that the buyers are starting from zero. Yes. Zero. You know, and they got, you just got to make the, you have to assume that they're going to be borrowing money. So they have you have to factor that, that cost of capital into the purchase price. Yes. Uh, and, um again it's again be brutally honest with yourself the cash flow has to support It's we call it a price sanity test you know um if you're looking at it from an individual who's buying a business there's got to be enough cash flow to cover the debt service and there has to be enough cash flow to, for the owner operator to pay himself at least market value for the 50 60 hours a week he's going to put into this business and then there's yeah. Left over for that to reinvest in the business as you're going along and that you know within a reasonable amount of time which is most people have a, a five-year window yep. i want this i want this piz, business paid for i want to own it and have all my debts just like you know within five years and if there's yeah. not cash flow to support that kind of basic level um uh, off your asking price then you know your your price is not
0: right yeah yeah it's probably probably too high and it's a good sanity check like you said it and, it, and it's really the same, no matter, um, the size of business. I mean, there's usually a bank component or a loan component from somebody outside. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an, an equity or cash in by mm-hmm. the buyer or investment group. And then the seller usually has to carry a note of some sort or some percentage of the sale going forward as well. Yeah. And again, that's, um, it's part of educating yourself when
1: you when you're getting ready to go sell the business. Um, Go talk to professionals um, about it. Bankers who actually lend for for M and A activity, and yeah. have, have them look at your business. Um, it's probably you even your own banker. They they understand your cash flow and that kind of stuff. They can be a great source for that. But you know, they're going to be able to say, "We're only going to be able to lend up to us this and that for the, for where you're at today." that will tell you kind of where your value is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. know,
1: and, and also tell you the kind of things you need to work on, too. So, um, you know, the, uh, the cost of capital is really important. Um, and the, the professional buyers really know this. I mean, that's what yeah. they're at. Um, but, you know, you could still be a, a growing, a, a really fast-growing, you know, 20% year-over-year year growth on a business. Um, but, you know, that's even, that's all great news, but can be difficult to get a transaction done because growth is expensive. Mm-hmm takes a lot you've got to not only have the purchase price you have a significant amount of capital uh, working capital
0: to to fund that growth right yeah yeah especially that's if you're if you're you're in an industry that takes expensive equipment and you're nearing your capacity on that equipment I mean there's so many things high payroll yeah if yeah, it's high, high labor yep yeah. Yeah, yeah there's so so many different things that that can affect that and that's a that's a great point that where are you add in in what you can do with the capacity you have or the space you have currently is really important as well. You know, yeah. that, that buyer again, is yeah. keep going think about that too. So,
1: yeah. you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, bankers are good at doing that, you know, as well, because yeah. they're not, uh, it, they're, they're They want to see deals get done. I mean, they're in the business of lending money. Uh, yes. Well, you know, but they're not they're cautious you know and so it's and they're not a buyer so they're not they're not lying to you you know you can go to them and say but you know uh and that what that's where we run into trouble with buyers or sellers who um you know they want all cash or they want um you know to keep the receivables in the in the company um you know working capital adjustments are a big headache and buyer sellers just do not understand that but a bank won't you talk to the bank about that. First of all, know what your working capital requirements are for your business. How much yeah. cash do you need to keep this thing running? Um, a, learn about it. Talk to your banker about it because um, there's ways to access that kind of capital. But you know, the buyers, um, no bank will fund a deal if they if they don't see sufficient cash there to. Because right after the the deal is done, the sellers, the buyers are starting at zero. Yes. You know, and they've got, they got to have cash in there to pay the employees, keep the business running, pay the rent, pay the taxes, because those bills don't, they start day one. Yeah, you're close and the sales go out and maybe you get paid in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, some cases, yeah. sometimes not at all.
0: And yeah.
1: Well, for that cash to catch back up. So you've got a lot of bills
0: you got to pay before you get to. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that working capital can be significant. It really can be. It can be millions and millions of dollars in some of these transactions easily. And, and, you know, people don't don't consider that as the second check because just like the loans we talked about before that the buyer has coming into a business, the seller has also had plenty of time to build up that working capital over a lot of years. You know, if I'm putting $100,000 a year in, Working capital every year in ten years, it's a million dollars. Well, the buyer comes in and he's got to fund a million dollars, and, and yeah. they've got to fund a million dollars coming into that business. It's it's a it's a tough it's it's a significant number.
1: Yeah, and if the banks don't see enough cash there to to support that, that you know they know they know how to yeah. do it. You know that's the one of the main things they look for. You've got to be well capitalized. So that um, is for sure. And, and it's not all on the buyer to do that because they don't do that. The seller has to has to contribute to that working capital, but it's, it's a negotiation just like anything else,
0: but yep, it affects, it affects the sales prices significantly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It can swing it mm-hmm. a lot. It can swing at seven figures mm-hmm. one way or the other mm-hmm. and do that. So one of the things that I think was, um, interesting we have been on a while talking about this and it's going to be fun when we get some of these these actual buyers on in in april but um one of the things that's come up in the in the and the recent past in the past couple of years anyway is the importance for online reputation management <laughs> because as as we look into these these buyers now whether it's all the way through the board top to bottom uh, you know everything's on the internet Everything's yeah. on the internet anymore. If you get a, if you got, um, you know, a small manufacturing company, and you got three pissed off employees for whatever reason, could be legitimate, could be not, and they get on glass door and they're bashing the company, that could severely change your chances of selling that company.
1: Yeah, it certainly can. Um, that and that's reality, and, and it doesn't matter what business you're in, what industry. Mm-hmm. It's it's across the board. Um, and a lot of the clients and sellers that we work with are near retirement age. Um, and they're not really kind of, um, you know, they started business in a different era. So, yes. you know, they're, they don't, you know, a lot of them will ignore some of this stuff or yes. you not know, uh, kind of stuff, but, um, no, can't can't be ignored. It's, it's not only, you know, you, it, it's an attack on your business and it's, you know, think about it that way too. think about your value, right? So. Yeah it goes down, that's crisis management, but you're, you're probably looking at not even being able to sell your company. It's just another one of those reasons that companies don't sell. Yeah. And uh, there are people who can help with that stuff.
0: Yeah, it's definitely. Cause I was thinking about that and how that's changed so much. And even, even the, the point of you may have never even really needed a website to do a business. But um, if your website is 15, 20 years old and you're trying to sell your business, it's just another part of the outside. Like if they drove up to a, a you know, half torn down junky building is what it, it yeah. equates to.
1: Yeah. Here's
0: a small, small thing
1: too. And I think it makes an impact, right? Um, you got a pretty good sized business going for sale and the, the email for the, the owner is, you know, Joe seller, you know, Joe business owner at aol.com. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, uh, it's, you know it's not his company name, it's not his own euro. Yeah. Known it. Um, at the end of the day, does it really matter? He's making good money, it's a good business. But you know what, you know, the what the sell it's is a psychological thing too. Yes, it is. They haven't kept up with the, the technology, you know, and that's a very, very small little detail, but what else haven't they kept up on? Yeah. You know, uh and that's so the buyers, you know, immediately are uh, kind of reluctant, and it's things they have to fix, you know. After they go
0: in and do it, and and also that's telling you something about your culture. It is. It it, it makes it any of this stuff that we talk about that's that's digital. That that even the extent that you're saying there, the the email addresses. If you don't, you know, if you've got a multi-million dollar company and you don't have your own domain, your own website, and everybody's got their own email addresses, and people are um, using a Gmail, there's there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, people and, and buyers look at that because the buyers now, if you look at it, the vast majority of buyers have been around since, you know, the internet was prevalent. They started, they grew up on Google. They, they, they know that, that web, you should have an email address. That's from the company.
1: Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. the way it should, be. it should be. And, you know, a uh, also uh, accessible. Yes. Um, you know, you're in business. You need to be accessible. Um, again, that's and it, it's not that it's hurting you because they, you know, I can I can fix that. Right. I can buy this business and, you know, we can get the euro fixed, We can make it. So people actually return calls and you don't get voicemails all the time. You know, all that can be fixed, but it tells you something about the culture of the company. Yep. Yep. You know, and, and you've got to be brutally honest with yourself about that. And, you, you know, uh, buyers are looking for companies that embrace you know technology and use those tools. You know, yeah. Uh, so it, it's quite important to them. And when they see stuff like that, then they, uh, you know, they they feel this is a company that's falling behind.
0: Yeah, it definitely could be. And and when you look at it, and you go, you, you made a good point there. I've had people in the in the past uh, past few years now really start looking at companies, even to the point of you said accessible, the executives being accessible how does the how does the social do the social media accounts for the, the owners look are they on linkedin do they have a picture on linkedin do, yeah. does their website have an employee page yeah. you know because we're we're moving into a time when you know employees want to be part of a bigger yeah. a bigger mission or an overall you know cause and the companies that understand that small and large, right. It can be a small company. You can have a, you can have a three person restoration company that the owner is active in the community, yeah. active in, you know, we we're out helping the food bank every month. We have, you know, right. those kind of things go are huge yeah. for buyers now because, because they see the kind of goodwill that that spreads throughout employees, the community and for the business in general.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can go, you know, perfectly good examples. Again, this is about, um, the, the business, uh, seller, you, you know, the first thing the buyer's going to do is going to go do their research. Uh, yeah. Start online and there's such jamming through and guess yeah. you know, and the first thing they find is they can't find the business owner anywhere.
0: Yeah. He's not on
1: LinkedIn or he's on LinkedIn and he's got two followers. Yeah. He, he, he put a profile up there to 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, can't find them on Facebook, can't find anything on them. And, you know, it's okay. It doesn't mean you, you're not a, a successful business, but it's a successful business for you. You can hide like that. and Yes. Be, you know, because you've been there for 25 years, your customers know who you are um, and you're, you're making enough. You're making money. That's called the lifestyle aspect of it. The, the seller is happy with what I'm making, but a yeah. buyer isn't going to be satisfied with what you're making. You know yeah. they're gonna they're gonna want to grow the company. All of them come in with ideas on on how to do that. Um, and you know it, if you can't be found, uh, you know then yeah that's a cultural problem. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a flag. It's a flag. It yeah. Makes me nervous. Very hard also to change that kind of culture in an organization. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. But and, you're right
0: too. You know, I get it,
1: you know through a deal and then have to deal with all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah if 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 they've if they've got that history it gives people a bit it gives a buyers coming in another opportunity to get to know them the company the the culture like you said about that business before they move in because it's a it's a huge detractor for somebody if you can't find any of that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah sure. well, good stuff well andrew if if uh Someone was going to be thinking about selling their business. What is the most important thing? If you boil it down to one thing, what do you think that they should be concerned with first? Sales. There you go. (laughs) That's a good one. I didn't know what you were going to come up with, but that's a good one. I think you're right. I think you're right. Because you got strong sales, and it's growing. uh, And they're good What's your process?
1: Is it written down? Who yeah. are your people? How good are they? Are they A people, B people, C people? Yeah. You know, this is what the buyers are going to be looking at too. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, do we do we look at our, you know, our performance? Do we do earnings reports and check in, you know, monthly, quarterly? Um, yeah. you know, what did you do last year? What did you think you were going to do? What did you do in the, this next quarter? Are all those places, all those things in place? Um, Number one, that's the first thing that the buyers are, you know, want to talk about.
0: Yeah. That was like like 20 seconds, massive knowledge dump right there. I think if someone's (laughs) listening, they should back that up and they should write all those down because I think you hit it about in the right order, you know, and uh, because it is, it's so much about that. Are your sales strong? Because you can see that easy if they're strong they're moving up and they're mm-hmm. good profitable sales that's that attracts somebody mm-hmm. uh and then you move down the list the other things that you said there i think those are great advice uh it's it's really cool to you yep. know when you when you walk into these companies that that have their have things together and people are doing doing their best work because they're they got the right tools and the right opportunities to do do yeah. that the right people in the right seats man it's the, the buyers feel that they feel mm-hmm. that buzz they feel mm-hmm. it in their chest when they come in there and they go man this place is humming and and then mm-hmm. you talk about yeah but that's just the start yeah so they've got they've got four things beyond this that are you yeah. know then that buyer gets excited
1: yeah I mean and that's a, a, a key employee right somebody who's been working for you for a long time you know, they're going to want to talk to them, you know, the buyers are going to want to yeah. hear, you know, and, and you can go talk to them and it's good to understand what, you know, you may have an idea. This is what I think my business is. What does what your key employee think this business is, you know, um, and, and let them be honest, you know, it's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you definitely want to hear that. It might be a lot different than what you'd expect. Uh, but, uh, but if, yeah, if you run into that and you've got a key employee who's, you know, you can just tell, you know, they're, they're passionate about it. You know, things are working. They, they've got the tools they need. Um, they, they are rewarded, you know, um, uh, you know, that if they're satisfied, you know, that, that's a huge
0: bump for a buyer. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, that's been, its yeah its well it has been it has been awesome talking about this and I'm, I'm excited because we're kind of kicking it off with you and I talking about this stuff. And then in the, in the coming weeks, we're going to have several, business buyers uh talking about you know from their perspective what do they look for when they're buying businesses and i think you know overall we're just going to be trying to give people that are selling a business more information so they can be working on this earlier because when it comes time to sell a business and you haven't done these things you're probably too late
1: yeah it's hard to catch up at the end it sure is It make you a better business anyways you know really If you're ready and being ready to sell, there's, there's, you know, it's looking at every one of those value drivers. and Talk to the buyers. That's what they're looking at. What are the, what are the value points they're looking for? Yeah, Um, you know, and uh, besides the financial, that's the obvious, but uh, there's there's quite a bit more to it. Be great. Tune in with us uh, and talk to some real business buyers. Yeah, Uh, people doing it. I think if you're a business owner, you'll learn a lot.
0: Yep. Awesome. Well, Andrew. Thanks. Thanks for stopping by today. We will be back again. uh, Today's Thursday. Yes, it is. It's Thursday. So next week we will be back and uh, have some more interesting people talking about life and business. Thanks a lot. You bet. See you all later.